Sony. Hello, Canada. Today's date is February 10th, 2022. This is Tony in Saskatchewan, and this is another Canadian Common Sense Rant. Roll on, Freedom Convoy. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And that air horn, by the way, is not just a sound effect. That is the actual air horn from the actual truck that I drive for a living. So, yep, I've got a bit of a connection, or at least a sympathy for those folks in the Freedom Convoy. And a heck of a lot of admiration. You've listened to, likely, the mainstream media, the the CTVs and the CBCs of the world and their coverage of the Nazi convoy. That's certainly what you would think it was if you listened only to them. You would know that it was just a bunch of white supremacists and a bunch of hillbilly yahoos and a bunch of rubes descending on Ottawa to create a bunch of chaos and violence and vandalism and scaring local residents. Yeah, all that. Or you could listen to Canadian Common Sense, where we actually try to get as much info as we can from, well, people on the ground in Ottawa of all the funny things and see what they're up to. And then we can bring you pictures of the bouncy castles that those Nazis have set up. And we can show you all those hillbillies feeding homeless people and giving them gloves. And you could watch all those rubes playing street hockey. Yeah, that's a pretty violent insurrection, I must say. That occupation has gone too far when they start setting up bouncy castles. I tell you what, wow. So, Lewis made a good point on our last show that the typical Canadian protest is one day and if it goes for a week they're doing pretty well but by that point in time they they tend to peter out and kind of go back back to work back to their lives whatever even the occupy wall street protests that went on a few years ago and they had them in all the canadian cities people vowed they were going to camp out forever until the system changed and even they gave up after 10 days, couple weeks. But the Freedom Convoy, well, that just keeps getting stronger. And it keeps growing. And what baffles the Liberal Party of Canada and their lapdogs in the mainstream media is why it keeps growing. And they can't figure out how it is that when, in their opinion, the majority of Canadians who are vaccinated obviously can't support these unvaccinated rubes and rednecks that are descending upon Ottawa, or can they? And that's the biggest problem, is this complete disconnect between what I've referred to many times as the Laurentian elites or the Ottawa bubble and real Canadians. Now, you've heard me say before that, that the House of Commons is the place where 338 of the dumbest Canadians gather to tell the rest of us how to live. And that's true. Um, who's even dumber is the career civil servants and top bureaucrats who have 
lived in Ottawa all their lives because Ottawa is, is the, is, a, is quite the bubble. And as I've learned from, uh, people who have lived there, worked there, Andrew Lawton actually said it really well on his show today was that when he worked in Ottawa, he lived right downtown near Parliament Hill. He worked at Parliament Hill. He shopped, dined, socialized right around Parliament Hill. And he didn't realize till he'd moved away and moved and came back to visit Ottawa that there's a whole different Ottawa than just that little downtown core around Parliament Hill. And see, and Lewis had mentioned that in a previous episode, when we our Freedom Convoy episode 153, that the people who were reporting on what was going on in Ottawa weren't even actually at Parliament Hill. They were in their office five blocks away. They were in their office 10 floors up looking out the window so of course they had a skewed view of what was going on because they did not know what was going on. Well, here's what is going on, and the media is missing it again, and of course so is the Prime Minister, and we're going to get to him momentarily. There is now a truck blockade at the Ambassador Bridge at Windsor. Windsor crosses into Detroit, and it's caused a huge backup. Now, the Mayor of Windsor was on the on one of the, the radio shows saying there's between three and $500 million of commerce that crosses that bridge every day. And Evan Solomon, uh, being Evan Solomon, uh, did put the number at 400 million. So fine, split the middle. And here's where I think he just doesn't know what he's talking about. So he, uh, either he was trying to gaslight Canadians or he's just an idiot. I mean, I'm certainly losing a lot more respect for him as time goes on, as I said on our last show. So Mr. Solomon said, well, you know, we're losing $400 million a day for trade that's not going across the border. Wrong, Mr. Solomon. What is happening is a lot of those trucks that can't cross at Windsor are now rerouting to Sarnia, which is a two-hour drive from Detroit to Port Huron to get across at Sarnia. And now they're causing backups at Sarnia. So that money is, that trade commerce is still crossing the border. It's just taking longer. So we're not really losing $400 million a day. But by all means, let's gaslight the Canadian public who doesn't know any better. Well, those of you who listen to our show, you do know better. And I fully expected that tra truck traffic would decide to go across at Sarnia or maybe go across to Fort Erie because they've, well, they've got to get the goods in the, into the country. And now that the... Auto parts manufacturers in Southern Ontario are having to shut down for, you know, a shift because they don't have the parts they need because of that just-in-time freight scheduling that they have. Well, it's starting to make an impact. And now, suddenly, politicians are starting to notice. And they will suddenly say now that, oh my God, well, now that it affects Ontario, Ontario being... And you've heard this expression so many times, vote rich Ontario means now we actually have to do something. Except that they don't know what to do because those 338 morons in Parliament Hill are so out of touch with regular Canadian people that they don't get it. Justin Trudeau is still doubling down on his insults and his mocking of the Freedom Convoy. And he does so to his own peril. He's still 
claims that these are just a bunch of rabid anti-vaxxers who don't believe in the science and don't believe in vaccines and want mandates crushed. And, and <laughs> when one of his own ministers, or not a minister, one of his own members from the Liberal Party, his uh, the, the gentleman who was actually the chair of the Quebec caucus till he stepped down, had said that he kind of agrees with some of the things that the Conservatives are saying and actually is angry about the division that Mr. Trudeau has caused and called Mr. Trudeau out directly. Mr. Trudeau said what is one of the more brilliant of his dumb statements that he's made over the years. We have mandates in place so that we won't have to have restrictions. Mandates are restrictions, you moron. But that's just part of it. Being the media lapdogs, and if you if you've seen you've seen the way they're covering the the freedom convoy, they keep attempting to dismiss it any possible way they can. But here's the thing: the Ottawa police are working seven days a week, twelve hour shifts. They're not getting any breaks. They're tired. They're wore out, and a lot of them are actually on the side of the of the protesters because a lot of police officers are just regular people too. Now. Our elites don't get that because our elites wouldn't wouldn't know how to relate to a common Canadian if you stuck a gun in their face. They just don't have a clue how people like you and I and Lewis think or what makes us tick. And they don't care. They, uh, they look down upon us and think, okay, well, that 2000 a month we gave you for CERB when we locked everything down and forced you to stay home, you should be grateful for that. Meanwhile, we, the elites, have had three pay raises throughout the pandemic. All the top bureaucrats, all government employees continued to get raises in pay even when they were told to stay home and not work. Did you get that? I don't imagine that you did. Now, Justin Trudeau doesn't understand, clearly because he has done nothing but hide since the, the convoy has come to Ottawa, doesn't understand that regular Canadian people actually identify with the Freedom Convoy because it represents the quintessential Canadian value of freedom. And freedom is a beautiful word. And Justin Trudeau doesn't get that because he likes the idea of lockdowns, restrictions, let me play little dictator. And what he doesn't understand is that all those people who were standing on overpasses with Canadian flags and standing on the sides of the roads with Canadian flags are the true patriots. And they are the ones who are now driving the bus. It is the regular Canadians who now through the Freedom Convoy, have put the government on notice that, you know what, you'd better start paying attention over here because if not, you're going to get yourself in trouble. And now, Trudeau's own MPs are starting to get that message, which is why you had his senior Quebec minister, chair, I should say, step, step down from his chair position. There's a second Liberal MP that has now spoken up. And Alberta, Saskatchewan, Quebec have all 
now said what you know that mandates are ending. You got to understand, Mr. Trudeau, the gig is up. It's over. You might want to look down at all these dumb rednecks in the Freedom Convoy, but it's all those dumb rednecks that are actually the ones that the people of Canada support. So I'm happy to see this movement has grown. It's still at the border at Coots in Alberta. It is still at the border at Windsor. There is still tie-ups at Sarnia. And it is only going to get worse unless you get out of your ivory tower and actually see what is going on in your country, Mr. Trudeau. Until then, let freedom roll. Tony.